You are listening to the Steadfast Life Podcast with Jake and Witt, where we take your questions and offer our answers. We're here to give you what you're looking for, whether that's value, entertainment, or just some laughs. Happy Tuesday. Welcome back to the podcast, or welcome if this is your first time listening. My name is Jake Rail, and I am half of the coaching team over here at Steadfast Life Coaching. The other half is my wife, Whitney. And we coach together most of the time. We believe that we have a a one plus one is greater than two sort of a concept going on here. However, she's been out for a little bit. She was busy making a human being. And so during the pregnancy and then the maternity leave, I've been doing a lot of coaching on my own, but now we are united. We are back, we've been saying. And it is very exciting to be back here in front of the camera, to be back in the office, to be back in front of clients offering them what I believe is one of the greatest coaching experiences that can be offered because there are there are two of us bringing our two different perspectives and it is just so fun and rewarding to be back in our system the way that we do it in my role as the world's only assistant life coach and yeah it, it's really just been a blast to be back doing that and uh in, in that vein, with that coaching going on, again, this is where a lot of the questions come from for this podcast. And one of the, I don't know if it's really a tough question to answer, but it's an important one to answer is what I'll say. One of the most important questions that we get is how do I forgive myself? And this is usually coming from somebody who has done something that they have judged to be really wrong, really against themselves, maybe hurt other people outside of their own character, not in alignment with their own values. And they're looking at this offense, this action that they've taken in the past, and they're saying, it was all me. I did it wrong. I showed up in a bad way, and so now I've got to face the consequences. And maybe on some level they know that forgiving themselves would be helpful, but they're just like, I've I've tried it. I don't know how to go about doing it. So I want to answer that question today, and we're going to kind of look at it in four stages. The first is we'll take a look at forgiveness as a concept, and then we'll take a look at the value of forgiving yourself. Then we'll take a look at how you do it, and lastly, we'll do it. And so you're, you're going to have it all. If you're looking to forgive yourself, my, my hope is that by the end of this podcast, by the end of this video, you're going to be feeling lighter already. So first of all, let, let's talk about forgiveness uh, one, one of the common things that we hear about forgiving other people I'm talking about now, so not forgiving yourself, is that they haven't earned it. They haven't even apologized. When they apologize, then I'll forgive them. There's this idea that they somehow haven't taken the actions necessary to deserve to be forgiven. And so I want to just throw that out right away because forgiveness is actually only about the forgiver. It has... I wouldn't say nothing to do with the person that's being forgiven, but we'll say very little. The effects, the results, the benefits of forgiveness have nothing to do with the other person. They are 100% in the the court of the forgiver. The forgiver is the only one that's benefiting from this transaction. So the framework I like to paint for myself is that attempting to collect what is owed me you know, that this person deserves to give me something to, to balance the scales, to make things right. It is like me trying to collect a financial debt from someone who has no money. 
And so I wake up every day thinking I'm not going to have a good day until they pay me back. And I go over to them and I'm like, you owe me money. And they're like, I have no money. And so then I will, I'm going to have another bad day. Maybe tomorrow I'll have a good day. You pay me back. You better believe you owe me. You spend your day knowing you owe me and I'm going to spend my day knowing that you owe me. And, And this person's like, look, I don't have any money. I'm never paying you back. And it's not so much that the person we're trying to forgive is so resistant to making amends. Sometimes they want to make amends, sometimes they don't. Really neither here nor there. The fact is that usually the tough things to forgive can't really be making, made up for. <laughs> making up for, I almost said. Can't, can't be made up for. We have this idea like you need to make up for it. You need to balance the scales when it's really impossible outside of going back in time and, and not doing it. And so just sort of, being aware that I am saying I can't be happy until something happens that can't actually happen. Okay, maybe I want to check on that thought and take a little different approach on this. The second one, the second framework is that in response to this, like, well, if they can't pay me back, then they go in prison. And, and I've, I've like got them in a prison and they're going to stay in that prison until they learn their lesson. Maybe they can't balance the scales. Maybe they can't make it right, but they're going to stay in that prison until they learn their lesson. And so then I spend my time guarding that prison. I'm like, they are not getting out because I have, I have not decided that it's been enough time yet. They have not learned their lesson. And so then I end up standing by this prison all the time until one day I look inside and maybe realize they've never been in there. They were never in there. They were outside living their own life. They're doing their own thing. I'm the only one that was by this prison. The other analogy I like is I heard someone describe it as it's a desire for control. I want to control them. And so there's this donkey walking around and and it's got a rope on its neck and I grab that rope and I'm like, I'm not letting go of this rope. I'm going to hold on to this donkey and this donkey doesn't get to go anywhere because I'm going to control the donkey. And then eventually you realize I'm spending my entire life on a rope where the other end is on a donkey. Like I am the one that's attached to a donkey. I'm living a donkey's life now because I chose to hold on to this rope so tightly. And so just sort of getting this perspective about who's really being hurt. Who is the one that's being punished by my withholding forgiveness? It feels like I'm punishing them, but that's really just a flat out lie. It is simply not the case. And the last thing that I kind of want to push on about forgiving other people is that in a whole different side of the spectrum, sometimes I hear people say, oh, I'm super good at forgiveness. I don't really, you know, hold on to forgiveness at all. I forgive really quickly. If someone hurts me and they're like, hey, I'm sorry, I'm just like, oh, it's okay. It's okay is not forgiveness. That's not, that's not what forgiveness is. That's lying is what that's doing. If someone hurt you, if someone offended you, if you're not hurt or offended, you really don't need to forgive. Forgiveness is about you. It's about you feeling hurt, you feeling offended. If you're feeling offended and someone says, hey, I'm sorry, and you just say it's okay, and you don't actually go through the work of forgiving, or they don't say they're sorry, and you just decide, well, I'd rather just think that it's okay, you're lying. And it's important to see that for, that's not what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is acknowledging that there was hurt. There was wrong that was done and you're choosing to release the debt. So if we go back to trying to collect the money, it's not pretending there was never any money owed. It's acknowledging there was money owed and I am done trying to collect it. It's a kind of a two-part thing. So those are sort of my, my three frameworks where I hear kind of... Uh, common misconceptions about forgiveness that tend to undermine 
the ability to actually perform it because people don't want to perform it because they're thinking it's something that it's not. And so that's kind of, uh, that's kind of where I want to start. The next thing I want to look at is why do it? What is the value in doing it? And I will say first and foremost for myself, it's because I know that forgiveness, self-forgiveness we're talking about now. So switching into why, why would I go about forgiving myself? Self-forgiveness is the number one asset in your quest for consistency. Now, accountability gets top billing. And people are like, oh, I, I want to be, be consistent, so I'm going to get an accountability partner. I'm going to hold myself accountable. If I announce this on Facebook, it's going to hold me accountable. Eh, it's okay. We'll call it JV. Accountability is kind of JV. Forgiveness is varsity. Forgiveness is what's going to keep you moving forward. And, and if you think through it, you, you kind of know this because if you make an error and you won't let it go, if you won't forgive the error, or pretend it wasn't an error. <laughs> in either case, you're making no improvement. You're making no growth. Or, or the error maybe is so offensive to you that you made that you, you quit. It's like putting you onto the couch. It's putting you in front of the TV. It's putting you on the sideline. It's taking you out of the arena. Forgiveness keeps you in the arena. Now, if you're familiar with Teddy Roosevelt's quote about the arena, you know that inside the arena, you do feel the pain of defeat. You're muddy and bloody and covered in sweat and, and it is not always comfortable, but you're in the arena. So, so owning that like, you know, yeah, I, I did do something wrong, but I'm going to choose to forgive so that I can stay in the arena. That you will find is, is a catalyst of consistency versus accountability, which tends to get kind of wrapped up in this idea of like beating yourself up and abusing yourself. The, the analogy that comes to mind or the visual that comes to mind is the movie, um, I, if you only imagine or I can only imagine, I don't know, about the Christian singer that, that wrote the song, Imagine, so that has something to do with Imagine. You meet his dad and his dad wants him to be better and so he is abusive. And whatever is out of balance, you see this just abusive dad to his young son. And as the viewer of this, you're watching it and you're thinking, hey, dude, stop doing that to your son. Please stop doing that because you are actually inhibiting his consistency. You're inhibiting his growth. You're making life harder on this kid, not easier which is what you think. And if you talk to that dad, he might say, I just have high expectations. I'm just trying to hold him accountable. I just want more for my kid. And so bang, this completely like unrelenting abuse is happening towards this kid. And you're, you're the viewer and you're like, this is all out of balance. This is not going to work. Yet, if you look at how you talk to yourself, how you treat yourself in the name of accountability, in the name of tough love, in the name of tough love, what you're doing often is abusing yourself and then expecting that to increase performance. It's really just nonsense. The second value is that no matter where you go and how you grow and what you accomplish, what you achieve, what accolades you receive, you are always going to be there. You're always going to be with you. So if you're not going to forgive you, it's not like some other person where you can say like, I'm not going to forgive that person and then I'm never going to see him again. Out of sight, out of mind, I'm just going to keep my direction this way. You don't get to do that with you. You're always going to be there. And so it's really important that, that you forgive yourself. 
And in that vein, if we go to the analogy, this is sort of the third point on this, you were guarding a prison that was empty when it was somebody else. If you're putting yourself in prison, you are in prison. In this case, you, you really are there. You are the one choosing to hold yourself in prison, which means that you are in prison because you are you. There's not actually two people here. They're really both you. So to sort of flip this whole script, so now I say, okay, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, what, what do you do? You will find there is immeasurable power in loving all of you, in loving the part of you that made the error, in loving the part of you that made choices that made the present maybe more difficult than they would have been if you didn't make those choices, in loving you unconditionally, taking that journey to love all of yourself, even the parts that failed. And you can even look back at maybe some errors that you made in your life as I'm discussing this, and maybe you've taken on a decent mindset, a decent framework. There's no such thing as failure. You know, it, was, it wasn't a failure. It all led me here. It was all choices that led me to where I am today, and so it was all part of my journey, and I'm growing. Very good framework. You will find that it is even a more powerful framework to say, yes, I failed, Yes, it's okay to be here. Yes, I love that version of me that failed. All are welcome. Past failures and future failures. And what that does is it builds a relationship with you. And that's really different than pretending things didn't happen or, or trying to say, oh, no, I'm only in the present and I'm only going to focus here. It, it is genuinely a process of loving yourself, getting to know yourself, building a relationship with yourself where you can do good and you can do bad, where you can have your own back, where you can learn to trust yourself, where you're no longer on this journey of growth in your life because you're trying to get away from a bad version of you toward a good version of you. Such a common framework that people have when they're on a journey of growth, which is everyone that we're talking to. And it's just not helpful. There's no bad version of you. There's no good version of you. You are successful today. You will be successful in the future. You have always been successful. And the, really the only question about your experience of life is do you let yourself feel that or not? So now if we take a look at how to do this, there are four steps to it. And the first step is to take on the framework that we just laid out. This kind of fights the mind chatter that forgiveness is just a way to let yourself off the hook to keep on doing the bad things that you've been doing this whole time without any sort of repercussion into the future. That's not what it is. Forgiveness is building a relationship with a person who will always be there and it is your access to consistency. It is your access to living steadfast. It is your access to, to taking the actions required to be the person that you desire to be. So until, until you believe that, until you're willing to take on that framework, forgiveness is going to always have a lot of friction with you because you're going to feel like if you weren't forgiving, you would be then redirecting yourself to some better version. And, and that's hard to overcome that friction. So the first thing is just to get rid of that whole concept of a bad version, good version, and that, that you know, forgiveness is somehow preventing. The second step is to get honest with yourself. You're going to have to take a look at the areas of your life where you are hiding from the, the repercussions of what the other person did. You're trying to distance yourself. You're trying to pretend that person's not part of you. 
you're you're trying to protect the future and kind of lie about what happened in the past to yourself because that person's bad and they need to be put away they need to be in a closet they can't be exposed they're not welcome in here and instead you're going to get honest with that version of you why did you do that what what were you gaining from it what sort of what sort of story were you telling yourself that justified the action that you are so regretful that took took place you really want to become emotionally naked if that points a visual if you imagine taking off everything every every little thing that is symbolic if i lose my steadfast hat that gives me some sort of like significance of of being a coach at, at this company that i love if i take off my wedding ring that sort of uh, gives me the significance that comes from being a husband and a father and represents those things to me i've got board shorts on right now if i take off the board shorts that you know to me represent sort of this like california laid back surfer dude volleyball playing kind of guy if i get rid of all that stuff and i see who's left Who's really here as I, I peel those layers away and I get honest with myself and I really take a, a look in the eyes of the person who made the error and, and I, I look at him clean because as you recall, it's okay is fake forgiveness. It's okay is lying. I wouldn't need to forgive myself if I wasn't feeling offended, if I wasn't feeling hurt, if I wasn't feeling frustrated by the person that I was in the past. And so... I'm not pretending it's okay. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not just finding other areas where I can raise my significance. I'm looking it straight in the eye and I'm gonna say, I see you and, and I love you, errors and all. Third step, you're gonna release the debt. You're gonna forgive the debt. You're gonna free yourself from attempting to find solutions, attempting to solve a problem that requires time travel. You are going to uncuff yourself from this make up for it mentality. If I think about myself, I have a tendency to really love chocolate chip cookies. And I also like to be healthy. And I've got lots of reasons that I like to be healthy. But sometimes when the chocolate chip cookies are there, man, I just go after it. And I'll eat like 10. And and so if I eat those 10 chocolate chip cookies and, and maybe I've been a little bit out of shape, I haven't been really working out the way I want, I'll, I'll, ten, I'll have a tendency to like kind of condemn myself. Like, what are you doing? Like, you haven't... You haven't earned it. You're, you're already out of shape and then you just ate 10 cookies. That's the kind of thought that, that comes across my head. And if I really evaluate that, it's got a very sneaky framework to it. It's a very sneaky story that the reason I would be wanting to get into shape is to somehow now deserve to eat these eight cookies. That, that eight cookies is something that can be or needs to be deserved. And the truth of the matter is, if I, if I take all the judgment out, if I have the forgiveness of myself, that eating eight to 10 cookies doesn't need to be, I can do it anytime I want. I can do it just because I want to. I could do it if I'm in shape. I can do it if I'm out of shape. I, I can, there, there are no rules that say when I can or can't eat the eight cookies. What I'm really dealing with is that when my stomach hurts and I feel all bloated and sick, I, I want to go back in time and, and I want to undo, I want to make up for it somehow. And the only way I can make up for it at this point is just to be mad at myself for doing it. And so forgiveness is getting rid of this fantasy land concept of life that includes making up for stuff and instead choosing to live in what is. Forgiveness is a way that I can stop 
yelling at the waves for existing or being wrong or in the wrong spot and I can start actually learning to ride them. Now the fourth step is sort of future pacing this, going out into the future. And it is reminding yourself that you have shaken hands with yourself and decided to move on. I, I love the image. I love these two versions of me, one that I felt wronged me and one that's suffering the consequences of that wrong. And, and I just see them just literally just shaking hands. Look, it's okay, dude. Let, let's, let's go forward from here. I forgive you. I release you of this debt. And, and let's, let's move on. Let's just let's shake hands and move on. You're going to have to remind yourself that you did that because there's a familiarity in your mind that comes from rehearsing over and over again the idea that that person was bad, that the person who did that is bad. The person who did that all the hundred times it's been done before was bad. And so you're going to tend to think, oh, there's that bad version of me. And No, nope. let me just remind myself that we shook hands. Let me remind myself that I'm not going to waste my time trying to collect a debt that cannot be collected. Let me remind myself that I'm not going to spend my actual moments in the present that I can do things with trying to figure out how to go back in time in order to make up for things or, or find solutions that, that involve time travel in some way to undo what was done. It's just going to take some reminding that that's a decision that you made, that's a, a place that you choose to stand because it's just gonna be familiar. You're just in a pattern of thinking differently. And so when you're in the pattern, it's just gonna take some reminding to get out of that pattern. And so now what I wanna guide you through is basically steps two and three. So step one, you've got, you've got that framework. Step four is gonna happen in the future. It's how you're gonna keep practicing. But steps two and three, we could actually literally do right now. You may need to pause this if you've got something big that you wanna go through. Maybe you could just do it in your head. What you wanna do is you wanna think about whatever it is you're forgiving yourself for, whatever the thing is, and you want to get honest about two things. What you felt, what you feel now, what you've sort of felt in the past, what you've been feeling and what you're still feeling from this event. And that's the not pretending it's okay. That's saying, look, there were some tough, emotions that came from this. I felt hurt. I felt rejected. I felt betrayed. I felt hopeless. I felt defeated. Whatever it is, you also want to list what you judged. And so I judged that I was weak. I judged that I was selfish. I judged that I was that I was greedy, that I didn't have ethics or values, that I, I couldn't even stay aligned with my own character. You know, whatever it was, whatever you're judging about yourself, you know, I'm never going to get it right kind of stuff. You want to list all that out too. So you've got what you felt and what you judged. So once you have those two lists, what we're going to do is we're going to trust Jesus when he says that he's already taken care of all of the sins, that we are forgiven. So Jesus forgave me, I can forgive me. I'm just going to agree with him. He says I'm forgiven and I can either agree with him or disagree with him. I'm going to choose to agree. And in much of the way that I move out of my flesh and into my spirit, often I'm going to do it through prayer and inviting him in to help me. So I'm going to read this to you now. You can say this out loud along with me. And if I can't figure out a, a convenient way to have this PDF attached to this video or a podcast, just send an email and I'll, I'll be happy to send it to you. It's something that we run through with our clients often and we've got just ready to just send out. So it's no big deal at all. Heavenly Father, I confess that I am offended with myself. I felt 
And then this is where you list the feelings. And also I judged. And this is where you list your judgments. Nevertheless, in spite of these feelings and judgments and with hope and faith in the great love that you have for me and what you alone can do in my soul, I choose to forgive myself unconditionally. I loose myself and choose to be free. There is no more debt that is owed. In the name of Jesus, I drop all my charges against me and lay aside all of my judgments provoked by this offense. I release myself from all responsibility in regard to this offense. I renounce every negative word spoken in my self-talk or self-condemnation. These words are null and void. In the name of Jesus, I break their power over me. I also renounce every other negative effect this offense has had on my spirit, soul, or body. Holy Spirit, please come now and heal my thoughts and emotions. Thank you, Lord, for completing what I have begun in faith. Amen. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to that. Whit and I really appreciate it. But we don't want to just leave you there. If you're ready to make the jump from this sort of passive consumption to really taking some action towards transformation, we want to remind you that this is probably not a one and done sort of endeavor. This is something that's going to take daily renewal of your mind and some consistency. With that in mind, Wit and I have built the course called Trust You, where you can learn to trust yourself and we can walk alongside you as you build your consistency and your ability to do what you say. If that stirs something inside of you, head over to steadfastlifecoaching.com. There's a good chance it's just what you're looking for. <laughs>